0: Bend it open, make a jiggle, not too much, just a little, make it toot like a whistle. Hey, that's my song, man. What better way to bring in this episode than listening to one of my top favorite songs? And if y'all know me, y'all know I ain't got no booty back here, so don't believe the hype. You know, all the little booties be on the floor when this song used to come on. Not the real big booties. The big booty judies used to be chilling watching us. But no, this my song. What's up, y'all? We are at the end of the season. Whoop, whoop. I'm not going to tell y'all how many times I was trying to figure out a way to end it. And I was like hmm like what am I gonna do am I just gonna end it or am I just gonna keep it going just forever but since I'm new to this I was like let me just go ahead and end it with a bang and then I was like I'm gonna end it on New Year's because 2020 was a hectic year this year sucks but I did a lot in it I want to say like starting this podcast trying new foods like cooking new recipes I've been doing everything. I say everything. I mean everything. Like I sat down and played Fortnite with my sons. That is the most traumatizing game I have ever come across in my entire life. I promise you it is. How the hell kids cannot follow certain instructions like, hey, can you go do the dishes in the sink and then also clean off the table? But when they get on Fortnite, they could build the whole world, moon, sun, stars, grass, houses while Shooting at other people, trying not to get shot and looking for their friends in a game can do that for hours. But you can't wash the dishes in the sink and then remember to clean off the table. I'm over kids. But anyway, last Saturday I went to brunch with two of my homegirls and my sugarfoot was like, Nisi, what, what made you become who you are or who made you become who you are? And I was like, you know what? I had to sit back in the chair and think about it because within this year alone, I have realized how I have evolved because I get more so compliments as far as like my vibe and my energy. Like when I post these little funny videos, I had made my page public and people was really like commenting like, man, look, your vibe is good. I took that energy like I was having a very bad day and your energy just boosted me. And y'all don't understand. Like when I make the people happy, I'm happy. Like, that's me. I like to pleasure. I want everyone around me happy because I'm going to be happy. You know, besides y'all being happy, I'm happy in my own little ways. One thing everybody know about me is my confidence. I have the highest level of confidence possible in my little body. I promise you, nothing sways me away from uh, feeling extremely confident within myself and about myself. And I tell all my ladies that are... Well, that are considered to be overweight, like, love every inch of your damn body, mo. I don't care. You're not loving... You're not... You shouldn't be loving you for someone else. You should be loving you for being you. And I say that because growing up, my dad always used to tell me, oh, you know, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. So, hearing that stuff from other people didn't really matter. It it didn't really matter to me. Like, I was like, oh, thank you, but... It didn't really matter because my dad had already, you know, started telling me that and also told me how to coach myself through stuff like that. Like, how you present yourself outside matters. Going outside with a scarf on your head, like, come on, man. Like, no. If y'all had my dad, y'all would understand. Like, he was strict. And I just tell people all the time, just... You have to love you from you. And honestly, some of that, a lot of that stemmed from me growing up. Like... To be honest, I didn't come from the most affectionate household. Not not saying like, oh, my mom sucked or my dad sucked. It's just that everything was like hard or my mom was working, of course. But I learned to like love me regardless. Like I don't need no one to sit there and be like, oh, I love you. Like, yeah, my mom and my dad said it, my siblings, like, you know, we had our affectionate moments. But it's not like I grew up every day being told, oh, man, I love you. And that I that actually became a problem for me. Not, I'm not going to say it became a problem for me, but I realized that I wasn't affectionate with my children. And with boys, you have to give them that. You have to give them some type of TLC, man. And not just learning to be affectionate with my kids. Like, I had to learn that self-love. That's what I'm trying to get to. Self-love. <laughs> it's like... I wasn't taught, I'm not gonna say I wasn't taught, but it wasn't like, hey, niece, you need to repeat to yourself how much you love you. You know your parents sit there and tell you when you come home, you'd be like, oh man, this person was talking about me. They'd be like, Well, aren't you better than that? Like, don't you love you? Like, you know you're cool. You know, them little talks, but I wasn't really taught like you loving yourself takes work. It takes a lot because you gotta listen to the opinions of others, not saying that you got to listen to what they say and believe in it and follow it, but you do have to hear it. So it's kind of like finding your way. And when you're not taught to love yourself properly, you know, then what the hell, how can you love? You know, you taught to love your sister. My dad used to always say, why do you love me? Not because you're my dad. He didn't want to hear that. I didn't break down that. You know, you will lay your life out for me. You raise me. You take care of me. You make sure it is, you know, it's deeper than just like loving your siblings. You got to love you. And I wasn't really raised on doing that. That's something that I had come into on my own by seeing how people didn't love and care for themselves. And I got that from the movie Saul. If any of y'all watched Saw, as you can see, he was only putting people at initially before the crooks took over, the wife and the boyfriend and whoever else took over. His main mission was he was dying from cancer and he played, he did these little deadly games with people who didn't value their lives. What he did was 100% wrong, but it's a lot of people out here that don't value themselves. And I don't like to see that. I don't like to see women demoralizing, them own, demoralizing their own selves or not feeling like they're adequate because they don't live up to what's being portrayed, portrayed on social media. Like, fuck all that. And this is me talking to my ladies right now. I'm sorry, y'all. But I hate to see it. Like, women not feeling confident in their own skin like embrace your skin it's yours you have it it's on your body for a reason embrace it like I had a muffin top my entire life y'all and I still have it and you could ask people how many times they say I'm going to the gym I don't I'm not I'll get exercise and I get exercise of course but you won't see me out here being like all right who all right let me go ahead and burn this hunt it off like look I love who I am and I'm comfortable and I'm also not having like severe knee pain and stuff like that, to be honest. But let me go back to stuff a little because now I'm not drifted. I wasn't taught that. And that's, since I wasn't taught it, that's something that I still in my kids. My kids have to wake up every day and look in that mirror and tell themselves something valuable about themselves. Whether it's something that they said yesterday, whether it's the same thing they've been saying all week. You need to say it because the more you say it to yourself, the more you believe it because it's coming from you. You have to believe what the hell you say if you want anybody else to believe. And I'm not talking about when y'all be lying. I'm saying in reference to yourself. Like, you have to portray you. People can see you for who you really are no matter what type of image you try to put up. Somebody going to see that shit. So just be you. Just continue being you. And... Like I said, growing up, I wasn't taught that. And I'm glad that that's something that I actually instilled within myself. And then with this year, 2020, I've really been really been going for it with the self-love because it comes from me also cutting people out of my life that serves me no purpose or who have burned me. I am a big time forgiver and I will forgive anybody for anything and I will forget about it and really carrying on a relationship like nothing ever happened. And I have to stop that. Because people have used that and abused that so damn much to the point where I look like a fool to myself. And a lot of situations happened this year with people burning me, burning me. And I realized I don't have to tolerate that shit. And it sucks that trauma will fix your mind to become this savage individual only because you don't know how to deal with people and not get hurt this takes it back to when my middle child was one and I was trying to get out of a a relationship or a situationship or whatever the hell it was with his father I was trying to get the hell out of that but I didn't feel like I could because I didn't feel like I would be shit you know when somebody's sitting there telling you man you ain't shit you ain't never gonna be shit don't nobody want you that eats you up especially because back then I wasn't dealing with my family Me and my bestie wasn't where we are now. I mean, we were always close, but we also had our little distance. And I just felt like, is this nigga right? You know, like, is this right? And people don't understand how their words can really hurt people. This is why you have situations when people get bullied and then they ultimately commit suicide. Like, words mean a lot. And if you're taking all of that in and have no source or nobody to talk to that shit can hurt you. It's just that me, I'm going to live for my children and I'm going to live for myself. That's who I'm going to live for, period. And I just had to realize like who the hell I was. And as a Sagittarian, y'all know we crazy. Once we realize who the fuck we are, it's a rock. It's a rock. And that's just a mentality everybody should just have. Like it's people every day that go through some type of verbal abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. I don't do no physical stuff because y'all know me. I fight back. Boop, boop. But it's so much stuff that people go through. And all you have to do is ignore. I'm not going to say ignore. All you have to do is fix your mind on dealing with shit. And I realized that. And I have to give a big kudos. you saying you're in Yolanda. Now, they're more than just coworkers to me, because I've known these ladies for four years solid, and everybody knows that the people you work with, you see them more than you see your own family and a lot of professions out here, but Yolanda and Sonia both helped me to change my perspective and how I respond to things, and they, they know I'm young, and they know I have to learn, so they would just do little stuff like this, you know, if you would've did it this way or... You know, you don't have to be so impulsive because I'm an extremely impulsive person and I feel attacked easily. And that's because of the way I was raised. I always was in the wrong. I was the bad kid. I was the bad kid. Like for Christ's sake, I'm not going to even say for Christ's sake, but I had my first child when I was 18. Now me, I look at me as being strong and determined because having a baby at 18, I grew the hell up. I already wasn't going out. I wasn't partying. I wasn't doing none of these things. I was always in a freaking house. But having my first child and then also coming across a deadbeat. You know, like, Kimon's father isn't in his life at all. Never really has been. I could probably count on two hands how many times he had seen his son. And he got six other kids after him and probably three after that. Like, who the fuck knows? But anyway, being a single mom... At 18, it's tough, yo, when no one around you have kids. And my mother made it clear she was not about to be that grandmother that raised her grandkids. She made that clear. Back then, I was really upset with her about that. Because I'm like, dog, mom, like, you know, you did this same thing, too. You had us, me and my brother, when you were 18. So at that point, I just needed some type of words of encouragement on being a mom, but it was just really strict, like, You know, you ain't gonna be able to do shit. You just gotta take care of your kid. And life is over. And I just need everyone to know, like, life does not necessarily have to be over if you have your children early. So what? Your life changes, but it's not freaking over. I have three fucking kids that got married and everything. And I'm about to have my fucking RN degree. Now, if I wouldn't have kids, I would have did everything earlier. But the fact that I had kids, I just have to do things a little bit later. But guess what? Ching, ching, ching goes my money tree because it still is going to come in, baby. And I'm still going to have my degree. And I'm still going to do everything that I wanted to do initially. Now. It's just that I'm set back. And I have to fix it up better to fix my, to fit into my schedule properly. But that's to sway off subject. You know, being 18 with a child by yourself and the dad isn't there. It's a little difficult. Because who do you have? Like, my best friend was in the freaking military. Who do you have? And then being with my second son's father... And him pretty much, I don't even know what the hell to call, but who do you, like, what what do you have? Like, what do you do? You have no choice, but your back is against the wall at this point. When you have no one, and I'm not going to just keep saying I have no one because, of course, I had family and I had friends. It's just that I was not into engaging with them or speaking with them or getting advice and insight for them because they all hated my son's father and vice versa. But... I had no outlets. I had no choice but to sit here and grow myself up. And in doing that, I wasn't, I didn't have the right information or anything. So who I was is just somebody that, you know, was just created by force. And that sucks. And that helps me be a better mom today because I'm going to always, 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 always try to guide my kids. Granted, kids are hard-headed. They don't fucking listen. I didn't listen. My kids don't listen. But I'm still going to be that parent that tries to guide them properly. Now, I can't hold their hands forever because children have to grow up and my sons are boys. But I'm also just not going to go out there and feed them to the wolves. I don't plan on being that mom that's out here fighting her kids, saying fuck you to her kids. I don't plan on being that mom and I won't be that mom because I'm just simply going to beat the hell out of my kids. Period. But I just know, like, for my children, if they walk in the same footsteps that I did as far as being a teen parent, I'm going to be there to help them. I'm not going to step in and be a mom to their child, but I'm going to definitely be a mom to my child. I don't care how many kids. I'm going to be a, a mom to my child. And, of course, I'm going to encourage them to not walk in my footsteps, but... It's hard talking to kids when they see you do something that you're telling them not to do. And growing up, parents didn't, I don't think parents saw that. Parents were just blind to the bullshit. Like, they could go out here and do stupid stuff all day. And if we say, they telling us not to do it. Like, what? Do as I say, not as I do. That's what they say. No, baby. No, baby. As a child, as any human that's learning, which we learn every day, we tend to pick up habits that we see portrayed every day. So, if you grow up in a domestic violence household with your parents fighting, a lot of the times, of course, you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to be like that, but there is still a high chance that you may be like that, because that's what you're used to. You know what I'm saying? It might not be you just running up on somebody, whooping their ass, but it's just what you're used to. So, Kimon, my first one, and my second child, they were the true testaments to my life, and they are the reason why I fought, yo, I fought to always be a present mom and a good-ass mom, an affectionate mom, a mom that understands, like, I fought to be that because those are a lot of the things that I did not really get growing up. I may have gotten it different differently and received it incorrectly, but I just know it wasn't just here front and center all of the time where I needed it most. And that shit all starts in your household. Where you grow up at, the people that are around you growing up, they are the ones who have a great great impact. I'm sorry, I got tongue tied. They have a great impact on your life. This is why my children, certain people can't be around them. Like this year, I started saying, you know what? If I know somebody or Somebody, know somebody that done some crazy, bat-wild mess out here in this world? I don't want my child around it, associated with it. My children are not what I consider to be self, but they are considered to be a little sheltered because they won't be out here starting stuff, joining gangs. I don't, I don't want all that for my children. So therefore, since I don't want that for my children, I put people in my children's face who I feel like they can idolize. Who your kids are around matters. It really freaking matters. And then that just takes me back to like having Carter. I'm going to just piggyback off what I said. Like when I had Carter, how I didn't have the system that I have going now. So like I said before, I had to form my own person, my own everything. You know, I didn't, it wasn't no guidance. And, you know, I guess that could be looked at as good and bad. But for me, I just felt so useless I didn't feel like I was making any gains I didn't have the career that I have now I didn't have I wasn't driving I didn't have none of those things when I had Carter and I was already in my 20s and I'm like I need some things so my I my sister my brother my mom we had like got distanced when I had Carter of course because we had the typical baby daddy drama me back and forth in the middle not controlling things as I should have and I Felt like Carter missed out on a lot of... Carter didn't really grow up with my mom, my sister, and my brother initially. Of course, after I got my shit together and got the balls that I already had, I was able to be like, all right, no, my son going to be around his freaking family, period. But I didn't have anything, so I was afraid. And people get in situations where people feel like they have so much power over them and you can't break the situation because you're afraid. And it's not just being afraid of being hit... Or being afraid of, you know, we're well, pretty much just like being hit or having getting nowhere. It's just the fear of losing everything. Like, where will you live? Where will you work? What would you do? What about the kid? And I went through a nasty, 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 nasty custody battle with Cotter that lasted for a year in court, and it honestly still goes on to this day. But it's hard when you're doing that shit by yourself. It's extremely hard. So once I got into, I want to say what broke me away from that situation was once I got a car that my mom had gave me, because then I had more freedom to go do what I wanted to do. I was no longer a prisoner because that's literally what the hell I was on. It wasn't just me. But I do have a part in me being a prisoner because I didn't have to tolerate that shit. I could have left and went to go live with a lot of people. It's just that I didn't want to open up because when you have a kid, man, you want that family. You want that foundation. And you will really burn yourself out trying to hold that shit together, although it's already falling apart. So once I got the car, I was able to get jobs that. Were further out. I didn't have to stay locally because I was on the metro. So once that happened, I finally got my job in the medical career in the medical field. Once I got my job in the medical field, I was like, I don't need none of this, you know. And then you just start breaking away stuff. Like I had moved back in with my mom, and this is all in 2012. I moved back in with my mom. I had a good career. Then I had moved out into my own spot. You know, like shit started to shit things started to come together. Although I was still like dealing with people that I shouldn't have been dealing with and been in the middle of drama, conflicts, all that other stuff that you really want no parts of. I still had parts in that and it led me up until now, (laughs) honestly, 2020 is when I said, fuck all of this bullshit and bullcrap. 2020 is when I said, I'm not tolerating it. And it wasn't January, 2020. I didn't get like this until July of 2020. Now, of course, over the time, over the years, I started to, I'm not going to necessarily say rebuild my self-confidence, but I actually saw my worth. When you see your worth, and when you are fully in love with yourself, and you just know who the hell you are, you become a powerful, powerful force do y'all understand how many women envy me because i'm strong instead of acknowledging it and you know going about their way or us forming some type of friendship i get hated on and this year 2020 that shit happened before my eyes the closest people that were to me like did some messed up shit and i was like you know if people close to you doing this something is pretty much going on you know and i am a big believer in that water can treat you better than blood i am a believer in that only because i have been in situations where water has treated me better than blood i not saying all blood but you know sometimes those friends they come through man they come through, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But when you find yourself, you become a, you become powerful. So within 2020 alone, I want to say I broke ties or let ties die with probably about 15 people. Like when I say I randomly was like, I'm never responding to a message again. It don't matter who you was. I just said I'm not responding to that message anymore. And one of those people happened to be my son's grandmother. Both of my son's grandmothers, actually. I was just like, This isn't something I want to be a part of anymore because it's too stressful, it's too much conflict, it's too much drama, and I'm just tired of it. And as an adult, Who solely does for herself and for her children, I owe no one anything. I only owe myself peace. And I gave myself peace. And unfortunately, if you have to break ties with people who are tied to people that you deal with, it is a struggle. Because now you have to play the balance out game. Like, that's your family, but I don't like them. And that's literally. What's going on now? So it's like you have to try to find a balance. And up until July, I would have been able to reconcile and move forward with almost anything. But I don't want to do that anymore. You know, like you burnt me. You did some foul stuff. Leave me alone. Period. I don't really want to get into all the names and everything, but I'm just trying to be general. But this is solely what happened to me. You burnt me. You talked about behind my back. You and your family was in cahoots. You know, it's a lot of little stuff that's going on. I don't want to deal with you. Whether or not you're saying, oh, Nisi, I apologize. I was wrong. This shit not have wind. Cool. I'll take it. But you will never get the pleasure of sitting across from me from a table Sitting under one roof, you will not get that pleasure of any anymore. And no, I'm not bitter behind it. No, I'm not holding on to it. I'm letting it go. And with letting it go, I'm letting you ride out on the wave also. Because you no longer deserve me. Start making sure people deserve you when you want them. Because people use you and you, you know and you don't know. Stop settling for that shit, man. It's going to continue to happen until you break it. Now that I have broken chains with people who were not good for me, were not good for my kids, who I could not learn anything from, who could not help to elevate me, who could not do anything but say, hey, girl, how you doing, and just hold a conversation. Now that I have broken chains with those people, I have a new set of people that have really come into my life. People block your blessings a lot almost every day you never know what's out there until you let go what you really don't want anymore because when you're fed up you already know that you're fed up with a situation you just have to get the strength to leave it and that's what i did i don't need this shit i don't need it i have who i feel i need i have who has treated me fairly From day one, all in my life, I have gotten tighter with my sister. If y'all know me and Kayvon, we be on the outs and the ends, the ends and the outs, the outs and the ends. I think it's a Sagittarian Scorpio thing, and we just butt heads a lot. But I've gotten extremely closer to her, because she has honestly looked out throughout this whole COVID pandemic. And you know, when people look out for me, I really, truly appreciate that. I will show you the highest amount of gratitude I can when you do anything for me, because Andreese. Does not ask for help. I don't give a damn what it is. What's going on. I am not going to ask you for help. I don't know why I'm like that. I just prefer to struggle in private. And that's that. Because I'm going to figure out a way of my own problems. And I also don't like people taking on my problems. Because me, I take on people's problems. It's just a type of vibe or aura that I give off where people feel like they're comfortable to vent to me and talk to me. I don't really like giving people advice, but I will talk to you. And if I talk to anybody, anybody that has ever had a conversation with me that has ever vented to me will tell you that when I talk to them, I'm always talking to them about building themselves up. I don't care about who did what to you. I care about how you feel, your feelings, what you're doing, neglecting yourself because you're so focused on this bad entity or bad energy that they got going on over here. Forget that. Forget that. So I draw people to me that are hurt and need healing. And I didn't realize that until this year. I said, you know what? Let me really tap into my spiritual side and let me see what's going on because it's no way I'm cutting off so many people. I have this many conflicting people around me. Not saying everybody's going to be perfect and everything is going to be peaches and cream, but you cannot live peacefully when you have so- everyone around you has negative shit going on or don't have a balance to their negative shit. When I say negative shit, I mean the negative things they do to you. And what you see, how you see people treat people and how you hear people talk about people shows you their character. I don't care how close you are. It shows you their character. Pay attention to that shit. Stop ignoring it. I had to tell myself, stop ignoring the red flags that people are showing you because it's going to burn you in the end. And that's literally what it did this year alone. It burned me to the point where... I didn't want no associations with nobody because I don't know what's true. And the closest people that were to me were my brother and Tish. They lived through every up and down with me that I literally had this year. Literally. And I watched myself be in situations like, I know this going to happen. I know this person lying. And still go along with the way for me to end up mad in the end. Like, niece, why you keep burning yourself? Stop doing this. It was a whole person that I looked out for so greatly this year who was stranded. Helped them get home. Everything. For me to get carried in the end. And I was mad as shit. You know how you want to pull up on somebody and break that stuff and get your money? You, man, look. I was livid. And then I said, you know what, niece? You the fool. I ain't need nobody else to tell me I was the fool. I knew I was the fool because I saw the, I saw the problem. I saw what was going on and I still fell into it. And nothing good going to come to that person because one thing about it, you burn me, baby. You going to have some type of bad karma in your life. No matter how much I wish you well or try to send blessings, love, and light your way, you still have to own up to that because my ancestors are beasts. beast. I'm going to tell y'all that now. They are a beast. Anything that is done to me, for no fucking reason, just being malicious, is going to come back to you twofold. I have no control over that because my thing is I just want peace and blessings. Like I wish that I could have a good co-parenting relationship with Carter's father. Although now, it took me nine years to realize that shit will never fucking happen. And it sucks for Carter, but I just have to maintain some type of balance so that Carter is fine. No child wants to see their parents not together and living in two different households. I don't care how old your child is. No child wants that. I know I damn sure did not want that. I met my biological father in the damn casket. That's not what i wanted ever although my daddy who walked me down the aisle who raised me who has been there every step of the way was an awesome dad very great dad but i always still had wished that i had a chance to meet my actual father and not to just be like why weren't you there or what's going on just to freaking meet you who wants to meet their parent in a casket and the fact that i have Kimon, who is now going through that, I'm like, this, this ain't right. And I took a different set of steps than my mom did because my mom, we didn't find out about my biological father until I was about 8, 9. Kimon knew about that shit since he was about 3. I'm not holding nothing back. Everyone has their own opinions about that. My sons will know the complete truth. If my sons come in and ask me any question... I'll tell them the complete truth. What I won't do is bash their father. You won't see me being a baby mother. I don't have nobody out here on child support. I'm not in here trying to just be a bitch. If anything, I want 50-50 joint custody. Leave me alone. And that's exactly what I have. I don't care who you have around our son. As long as our son is safe. As long as our child is safe, you have no mama bear have no words for you. Make sure our kids is safe. But the fact that I went through that with not with meeting my biological father in the casket and not getting to know him and meeting all my siblings the day of his funeral, that shit sucked. And it, what sucks most is I didn't realize how much it sucked until this year. And the only reason why I really paid attention to how much it sucked was because Kimon. When my baby broke down over his father being around the other kids and not around him, and what did he do? That's when I said, God damn, dog. I really ain't had no father. And I met my siblings at the damn funeral. That sucks. Like, my mom, whatever reasons, couldn't talk to my siblings' parents or their my siblings' parents couldn't talk to my mom or the grandmother, couldn't get in the middle of that. I don't understand what all of that was about because it was before my time. And now that I'm kind of going through it because Kimon, grandmother he has no relationship with his grandmother. He has no relationship with his uncle. He has no relationship with nobody associated on his father's side. And it's not on me because I'm all down for Kimon to get to know his siblings, his uncle, his grandmother. I'm all down for that. But at the same time, You have to show effort. You're not going to see my kid one time. Period. All right. I don't want to keep ranting on about that. But it just makes it easier for me to talk to Kimon and coach Kimon through the fact that he doesn't have his father present and his siblings have their father present. So, yes, I do take on a bigger role, which Jamal does help me out greatly. And, of course, my brother helps me out greatly. And I just make sure that I do have male figures like my dad, my grandfather also, around Kimon, just to show him like, nigga, whether your dad here or not, you're going to be something. Yes, you don't get that bond. You don't get to know him. You don't know your siblings. You don't know a whole nother family that you have. And it sucks. Look at it. It sucks. But you are going to be the greatest factor of all of that, And then I had to handle with the, you know, LeBron James dad went there. So, you know, you're going to be all right. (laughs) But it's true shit. And this is why I say, like, you, the way you're raised really paints out your future, man. Like, it paints out your future. Talk to your children. I had a very, very, I'm not going to say I had a very, very hard time. I had a hard, I had troubles being affectionate with my kids. I didn't realize how much I pushed them away. Not intentionally. You know, you come home from a hard day where you just stress the hell out. You got your personal relationships going on, your financial problems, whatever it is. You're not where you want to be at life. I push my children away. And with doing that, it caused them, it caused Kimon only really to shut down and a show to the point where I couldn't talk to him. And this year, y'all, 2020, as fucked up as it was, it helped me to get that person back After I cut off everybody else in my life that I was supporting and doing everything for, I'm like, Kimon, you you need this hug right here. You need this kiss. Kids need it. No matter what I go through now, I know to come home and still kiss my kids, hug up on my kids, love up on my kids because they need it. And they didn't do anything to not get it. And even if my kids piss me off before they go to bed, man, I love you. I even started this thing where every morning my kids wake up, they read a daily affirmation that I write down in their notebook. They both have their own notebooks and I write down something inspirational or like an affirmation for them. And it say something like, you are a black boy, you're handsome, you're charming, you're funny. Things that they need to see that they are now, that way they can create that through life. Like Kimon went through a hard time trying to be like, Kimon is fat. So what? He's a handsome fat kid and he just eats really good. Oh, well. But he went through a time where people were calling him always Jonin and stuff. And now Kimon is the class clown and he's the Joner. and He's the cool kid because I taught him, if you love you, all your friends going to follow suit. And if they don't follow suit, they not for your world. Keep people out of your world that's not really for you. Not saying somebody got support everything you do or be raw, raw, raw. But if you're a true friend, you got some type of support for your friend. You have some type of support for your friend. Period. And once Kimon stopped giving the hell about what people got to say about him, he became unstoppable. And that's who he is now. He's unstoppable. Period. 2020 really helped me to reconnect with my children, young. And man. It really helped me reconnect with my children. And this year was tough. It helped me reconnect with my children. And it helped me let go of people that was holding up space in my life. I now know in 2020 or going into 2021, the transition. I'm not tolerating nobody that give me any type of flag. Anybody that has lied on me, that hasn't shown support. Or has not been a true dedicated friend. Or just an acquaintance in my life. I want no parts of it. And I, I'm not going to deal with it. Messages go unanswered. I don't need to put you on block. I don't need to tell you to stop calling me. I'm just not going to respond to you. And you'll figure it out. Because why continue something? You'll show me your patterns. And I'm breaking those patterns. I'm breaking the habit of dealing with people who I know are only going to cause problems, drama, grief, conflict. I'm not dealing with it no more. I've come too far. Literally, when I say I've come too far, that impulsive niecey that I used to be is gone. And I like it. I like actually being able to be like, all right, I'm going to head out. You know? Instead of being like, all right, you come see me outside. We can fight. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not that no more. I'm glad that I've been in my career field for nine years, yo. Somebody the other day asked me what's the longest relationship I ever had. I said, besides having my son working for the surgeon that I work for, I've been with this orthopedic trauma surgeon for nine years. I used to hop jobs every 90 days. Every 90 days hopping jobs. Now that I'm doing something that I like, I've been here for nine years, and I'm honestly going to be with this career for the rest of my entire life. I'm going to elevate my position but I'm going to be in this career for the rest of my life because I like it here. And that's big of me. Like, y'all, when I say I used to hop jobs, man, I used to really freaking hop jobs. <laughs> I don't know. I just was uncomfortable, unsettled. Whatever the daggone case was, I just didn't like it. And I was like, you know what? It's time for me to freaking go. But it all works out. It all works out in the end. I'm almost finished with school, y'all. I got one, I got two semesters left and I'm done. When I say walking across the stage, I don't give a damn if it's a virtual stage. I don't care what type of stage it is. Y'all going to see me walk across the stage. I don't care if I got to build it myself. Y'all going to see me walk across the stage because I deserve it. I earned it. I fought for it. And now I'm here. With all of this, I really couldn't go too deep because... I don't really want to ruffle feathers, and since I'm letting go, I just decided to be easy with my words because I don't want no arguments with nobody. My truth is my truth. People don't always agree with what somebody else got to say, but what I'm saying on my platform is my truth, period. Nisi has officially evolved and I'm continuing to evolve spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, verbally. I'm learning to freaking evolve and I'm going to be the best Nisi that I can be because I have three little ones that's looking up to this. And not only do I have the three little ones the people that dm me on the daily or message me on a daily i love it i love people saying man that was funny or like you touched me or i can relate i like stuff like that because we're we all should just be helping each other like let's all elevate if we elevate together it's less drama on us individually that's all i want to do is just elevate so i'm just happy that I am who I am. And I got the balls to let go of anybody who don't, justi- who don't bring me no justice, who don't help me with anything, but who only brings me tears and headaches. And that goes for my workplace. The only people that piss me off now, I want to say, are these bad drivers. Virginians. <coughs> Virginians can't drive. But still, those are the only people that I want to say piss me off. Anything else, I ain't got time for it, man. And I'm standing at 32, like, from... I'm going to mark it from today. I'm going to be happy and peaceful. I don't want none of this other stuff. I just want my stimulus check, man. That's all I want so I could go to Five Guys and get a damn shake with the fry. I just want a whole Five Guys meal. Okay? And I can only afford it on a stimulus check. So that's what we have. But I had some words of encouragement because people was messaging me. Asking me to like speak about certain things. And I was like, you know what? So what I want to say is. You have to love yourself to know what type of love you want. Or the type of love you need. It's so easy for someone to say, oh, you just need to be loved, hugged, and caressed every night. You have to understand what type of love you want. And only accept that end. Stop giving people chances. They don't deserve it. They already broke your first million. Stop giving them chances. I told y'all I hate to give advice, but I'm just letting y'all know. Stop just saying, oh man, I'm just about to use them for this. Stop it. It's all, at the end of the day, like my brother said, any type of attention is attention. So whether you're dealing with somebody and you don't really want to deal with them, but you're just using them for sex, it's attention. You still have that bad energy on you. That, you, you have it going with you everywhere you go. Cut it. You never know. Don't be afraid to be alone, man. Call me if you're alone, but still. And this year, COVID, I learned to be alone, yo. Like, I redid my whole entire room. I have the stream lights. I have the tapestry. I have everything going on in my room because I want my room peaceful, comfortable. I want to come home to it. I want to lay in it. Bring that have what you want in your life man stop feeling like you have to help people because people will suck your energy out of you i've been battling like hell y'all like i've been battling because i don't i need everybody to be happy i need everybody to be okay it really sucks stop it for shit you don't need to settle for period So that's a pretty generic, quick way for you guys to know. Quick snippet of my backstory. I do want to say I appreciate all my friends that I have, man. I appreciate Shacola, Yolanda, Sonya. I appreciate Trey, her cousin Sugarfoot. I love you, girl, but I do not know your real name. I even like Z-Lil Crazy Ass. I appreciate my brother, Rochelle, E, my sister, my mom, me and my mom are now closer than we ever have been and i don't even i want to say my mom and i have already always had like a disconnecting relationship and i really don't know what the cause of it is and i honestly don't care anymore because i now have the closest relationship with my mother i talk to her every day i FaceTime her every day she see the i don't know where these grandmothers get mcdonald's money from but look i freaking love my mother man and I'm glad that I have the bond that I have with her. And I'm glad that I have the bond that I have with my sister. I'm glad for it. I've always had a bond with twin. Y'all already know. Me and twin, together to the end. We came in together. We going out together. Bad boys for life. No, nah, not bad boys for life. Bad twins for life. Yeah, yay. Yeah. But um, I just want to say I appreciate, man. Natisha freaking Smith, dog. That's a, that's number one hitter. Jamal, hey, this man been putting up with everything. <laughs> everything, dog. I wanna say, Jamal and I, I'll, we were a testament this year also. Like, being married is not easy. It requires more work than studying for freaking finals, John. And I just wanna say I commend Jamal for dealing with me because I Jamal is chill. He laid back, you know. He not into shit. I don't be having no issues. You know, we just be having our little communication troubles or whatever. But still, I commend my man because he put up with, he put up with me. Um, I don't know who I'm forgetting. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Oh, my neighbors. Hey, Drea, Audrey, Jess. I like y'all. That whole family, your whole circle. I like all y'all. And I just want to say thank you, man. Like, y'all are really some great people. And I'm glad that I disconnected from some to welcome this love because i'm really truly surrounded by people i want to be surrounded by i really do what i want to do now young and this shit feels good and i don't have no regrets if i can invite it somewhere and i don't want to go i'll just be like Nah, why Nah, it's that simple the answer is no don't want to go if i'm uncomfortable i'm leaving it's that simple i don't have to argue we ain't gotta fight the answer is just no but i'm just I'm just saying, I love it. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep elevating. And then I'm going to throw this song to y'all because this is my, this is the song I listen to every morning after I meditate, when I'm getting ready and I'm trying to get in a good mood, you know, this is my joint right here. Hey, that's my song. And then, of course, he got Demi Lovato on it, who's been through some stuff. But this song gets me prepared mentally, man. Talk yourself through whatever you're going through. Talk to yourself first. I told you I got people out here that don't like me because they say I'm too strong or I'm intimidating. I'm only intimidating the strong to the weak don't ever feel that way about me i might have the resting bitch face but i'm really the sweetest person i'm not gonna say i'm the sweetest person you'll ever meet but i am a sweet person oh let me shout out my bestie rodney aka my manager hey my man really been riding with me man hey rodney you my mans when i take off we taking off let me get my girl suz on here Clubhouse friends, man, I like all y'all. Like, y'all cool. Like, y'all keep y'all keep the positive energy flowing, man. I love it. I love the encouragement. I love the support. I love the, man, when, the, when you dropping the episode, like, it's been six months. I like shit like that. You know, I like all the critiques. I like all of it. I want y'all to keep that shit coming, man. Now, we about three hours from the new year. Of course, I had to finish the rest all late because I'm always late but i we can't go look y'all gotta be be safe and shit tonight, but we can't go into the new year without having a good a good time, y'all, like you can't, so I just want to take the time out to thank everybody who supported me through season one of this podcast. It was good, um season two, I'm definitely ready for y'all. Cause season two is going to be, season two is one for the books. I done already been jotting down stuff. And now that I kind of got a flow, I'm ready for it. This next school semester about to start up and I'm ready for all that too, but we're going to party before. So whether you at church, whether you're at home, you're with your friends, it's new year's Eve. Let's party because we taking them today. In honor of making it through COVID, you're here. Let's live, mo. That's all we got. 2021, we coming to win. 2021 ain't going to do us like... They, 2021 ain't going to take us out like 2020 did. But we're going to have a good time. I want to tell all y'all thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all your support. Thank you. All your critiques. Thank you. Everyone sending, answering questions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Season two will be here before y'all know it. This is Niecy. Season one is complete, baby. I did it. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to Bare Minimum because everything we discuss here is all the way down to the bare minimum. I love y'all. Be safe. 21, let's rock.